Okay, riders, random start. Riders ready, watch the gate. The 96 Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 96 Podcast. I'm joined by a very special guest today, Mr uh bmx commentary royalty rich ames is here to talk us through what happened at the weekend i was gonna say at round seven and eight of uci world uh cup bmx races but i guess it's like is it six and seven in real terms yeah six and seven in real terms but seven and eight on the schedule because obviously we lost round five at sarion's didn't we due to the wind so it is still officially Rounds seven and eight. They can't quite UCI bless them. I mean, I love UCI, but you know they can't quite change all the publicity material to accommodate a, a cancellation round. So bless them. We'll let them get away with that one. Um, so we're here today. Um, like I say we're the voice of BMX to uh, to cover everything that went down at the weekend in Argentina. Um, the season's coming towards a, a sharp end now. The guys and girls all over in Argentina now for a couple of weeks, aren't they? Um, yeah, yeah. The, the rounds uh... back. An extended period of time, which is good because they can, you know, between rounds, hopefully get themselves a bit of a suntan and have a coffee at the same time. Yeah, I'm sure they will be doing that as well. Um, so we're going to get started. We're going to start off with Saturday um, and start right uh, from the semifinals uh, in the under 23 women. So what do you reckon, Rich? What uh, I mean, I saw this as a Hutt versus Martinez uh, battle all weekend in, in uh, under 23 women. Uh, what do you reckon? I mean, yeah, you could say that, you know, Emily and Tessa were going to be the kind of heavy hitters, I suppose, of that class. I'm sure I can think of a better piece of terminology than that. But, yeah, certainly Emily and, you know, Veronica Stariska and uh, um, Tessa Martinez were going to be kind of the people that you would be looking at. But I think the first shock did come around when, you know, Tessa Martinez went out in that semi-final. But if you look at the semi-final list with the riders who didn't make it through... You know, you've got Tessa Martinez didn't make it through. Michelle Vissing didn't make it through. Megan Williams didn't make it through. Ico Gomez didn't make it through. So even at sort of that under 23 level, the competition is becoming more and more intense. And when your world champion doesn't make it into a World Cup final, it just proves how fast and how competitive it's becoming. Yeah, it's definitely a deep class. I mean, in that in that semi-final, Hertz uh, was on one, Martinez and in two. And Hutt didn't make a great start. Martinez was better, but she actually moved right and gave that space to Hutt. And she was able to go through on that inside. As she wound up down the first straight, it just opened up for her. And and it, it, it worked out well for her. Like I said, Martinez out, um, which was the first shock of the day. Uh, in semi-final two, though, the new girl on the block, Ava Corley, um, she looked amazing all day. She did look amazing all day. You know, she's... Uh essentially a junior by age so you know to come in and to make a statement like that you know to get into her very first world cup final is absolutely amazing she rides for tangent um and i had a chat with rich pelton um the head of tangent in sarion's and he was saying how you know how talented ava is and and how much he's looking forward to seeing her progress progress as a rider because she does really well at usa bmx level as well so, yeah, he's expecting great things from her. And I think with what you saw from Ava, you know, on that particular day, I've got absolutely no doubt she's going to be a solid rider in that class for, for years to come. 
I don't know about what you thought, but you know, watching that semi-final, she looked like the favourite going to the final, and it was backed up by the timings. I saw she was a second quicker than Hurt on that semi-final lap. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, uh, it's what happens when you get your nose out in front, I suppose, and you've got nobody to battle with. If you've got clear track, then it, you know, it gives you the opportunity to pull away and make that extra second up. So, Absolutely. yeah. And then the uh, title, one of the title uh, favourites, Dorisco, finished third in that. So she's in the fight for the overall. So obviously seeing Martinez go out in the first race, in the first semi-final, that was uh, enough to spur her into the final. She finished third and went through into the final, which was pretty cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Veronica Storisco, again, if you think about it, Scott, how many of these riders from who were in women under 23 but are actually of junior age obviously veronica won the junior world title in glasgow so the the definitely at the younger end of that under 23 age group but they're stepping up and they're making absolute moves and it's just brilliant to watch i just love to see when uh, the latvian shirts get going again it's like it just those days of strombergs and uh, the sort of uh uh the rebuilding phase they've gone through and now all of a sudden latvia seems to be back with a bang yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know they've got uh, they've got riders coming through, and they've got that kind of facility at um, the place where Maris Stromberg's track is Valmera. Couldn't quite yeah. think of it then, but yeah, yeah. they've got the uh, the track at Valmera, and it's you know that's where they're going to be bringing the next generation of Latvian athletes through. And I'm excited to see what they can bring if they can get a couple of uh, you know junior men coming through as well on the same level that Veronica's coming through from. Because like you say, if you go back to when Maris was racing, there was Mary Strombergs, Arthur's Mattisons, yeah. uh, you know, there's Evo Lacoos, there's Evo, yeah. uh, Christus Kriegers, there's 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 all those guys, but I'm sure they're ready to bring a new crop of young riders through from like the junior men class in Latvia, and I'm I'm excited to see what they can bring. A quick shout out to my uh, my podcast uh, inspiration, Dale Holmes, who's just on a podcast with uh, Maris. It's well worth a listen if you haven't listened to it yet. But Maris does touch on going back home and how it is when he goes back to Latvia and stuff. Now it's a great listen for those who haven't heard it um yeah. on to men's under 23 uh so bearman taking the win in this in the first semi um looking early on in the season look to me looked like he just had it down he was going to win every race and it, it, he sat in the start gate and it felt like he was going to win now i'm not so sure the, the cracks are starting to get the pressures a bit there the other guys are sensing a bit of blood in the water he looks vulnerable to me he took the win in the semi-final but He's there for the taking now, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 had four rounds where, you know, basically nobody touched him. But if you go back to Sarion's, he's he's on a track with a very short first straight. He hasn't got the opportunity to kind of open it up any as they, well, he has, but it's not as, you know, it's not as much of a freeway as, uh, as Papendal is. Yeah. So, you know, he's got four wins. He's making finals. I'm sure he's not panicking and he, it's not, we all know that World Cup BMX racing is not going to be one of those situations where you're going to win every single time. So I think Rico, despite not winning the last two rounds, I think he's still going to be quietly confident of picking up the title. He's working with Kurt Picard as his coach. He's also working with Romain Mayu. So he's doing the right things in the right order. Despite not taking those, you know, those wins, I think he's definitely got what it takes to win the title. But again, there's people, you know, who were all over the back of him and trying to work their way in. Riders like Callum Russell, Oliver Moran, Matteo Colson. I was going to mention Callum Russell because in, in the first turn at semi-final, he did a, a brilliant move. He just drifted wide, kept drifting and drifted to the white line, basically, and just locked into second place. It was brilliant. He was just, just casually, just kept moving across and, you know, just cutting off the guys on the outside of him. It was a lovely little drift. It was perfect. 
Yeah, and sometimes that's what it takes, isn't it? You don't need to win that semi-final lap. You only need to win the last one. Definitely. So, you so know, Callum, if he... That... He pushed, pushed Bevan all the way to the finish. It was a, it was a real strong ride from Callum Russell. It was... Uh... Uh, one of the best I've seen, you know, he's under no pressure in second and he really chased down Behrman leading. I thought it was just a, a strong performance, even though it's semi-final, it looked good. Oh, yeah, there's a definite World Cup win in Callum Russell. It's coming at under-23 level, there's no doubt yeah. about it. He will have his time, it'll uh, come, because he's putting the work in with Twan van Ghent and, yeah. you know, you can see the improvement that he's made across the season. Yeah, definitely. Now, semi-final two was pulled back off a start due to a, a guess. Did you hear about this? A mechanical? I'm not sure. I assumed it was a mechanical. Yeah, I think it was a mechanical. It was. Oh. Uh, it, it mixed things up a little bit on the broadcast, so uh, it kept us on our toes. Yeah, that's it. So the elite women rushed forward, but the under-23 men got back in the gate after a second women's semi-final. We'll carry on with under-23 finals, just close that off. Uh, Colson A got the whole shot. Uh, the Argentinian guy uh, made a great pass in turn one. And got himself in there. And yeah, it was, it was you know, it's looking action-packed. What I like about under-23s is they're all clearly out there to sort of like, it's a proving ground, isn't it? They're, they're in the shop window on display and trying to make a name for themselves and they're hustling. Yeah, they absolutely are. And I don't think anybody hustles any more than an Argentinian rider in Santiago <laughs> del Estero. Thomas Matarano, junior men world champion, and he was carving those corners like a Christmas turkey, Scott. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. He was he was absolutely on it. You can see he totally, totally wants it. And he must jump out of bed in the morning at 16 years old. And he's like, I'm gonna go and ride my bike today. And he's just <laughs> he just looks hyped the entire time. Yeah. And it's an absolute breath of fresh air. It really is. I love watching yeah. him ride. I love his passion. I love his his kind of just way of just trying to make something happen in every single turn. He's always looking for an opportunity, yeah. you know, and yeah, it, it's youth, isn't it? It's just, it's brilliant. I love it. It just, I'm yeah, I could it, happily man. watch Thomas Matarano ride all day long and twice on a Sunday. It's hazy. So, yeah. I remember those days just about, I think it was, it used to be exciting and, and getting out of bed to jump on a bike. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> completely. But yeah, Matteo Colson here, you know, he's, he's, he's had a couple of instances that, you know, at Papendal where he was literally on the back wheel of uh, Rico Beerman as he crossed the line. And it was, you know, a four-tour finish and he lost it by literally just a fraction. Yeah. But he's building, building, building. And that consistency's coming. And and obviously, he had a he had the breakthrough that he was looking for in round number eight. So, fair play to Matteo. And he's a he's you an entertaining chap as well. You can see that difference in character, can't you? Because Colson is very... Uh, comes across... I don't know these guys, I must admit, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm watching from the outside, but it comes across as very serious, very calculated, going about his business and moving forward 1% every every lap. Just yeah. keep on chipping away and keep nudging yeah. himself forward. That's probably not a bad way of describing it. Yeah, he's certainly very, uh, very calculated. I mean, he's very French, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's fast. He's skillful. He knows what he's doing on a track. And he knows how to make those incremental gains to just be where he needs to be come finals time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So on to um, the elite women. Um, so first semi-final, um, Beth Shriver, um, Felicia Stansel, uh, Lauren Reynolds, uh, Willoughby. So Shriver got the start. And I've got to say, it's the best I've seen Felicia Stansel ride since she won the world championship. I thought she yeah. looked solid all weekend, like like in contention, really fighting for this. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that one. Yeah, Felicia, she's um, yeah, she started to kind of come back to where she was, like you say, in the World Champs in 2022. So I don't know whether there's been 
you know, injuries and other stuff going on outside of uh, of racing that have kind of held her back a little bit. But like you say, she was certainly up there in that semi-final. She was, what, half a second behind Beth as, as she crossed the line. But yeah. I was also very excited to see Mariana Pajon, the queen bee of BMX, in there in that semi and going through to the final. And, and Lauren Reynolds, because if you look at that list there, uh, you've got in the semi-final, you've got Lauren Reynolds, you've got Mariana, you've got Elise Willoughby, you've got Manon Valentino. They're all kind of... They've been in that age group for a long, long time. They've been in that category for a long time. And and to see them still up there and, and battling Definitely. is phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, does anyone have more fourth places in the semi-final with Lauren Reynolds? Well, you'd have to ask Lauren that. I'm sure she's had I quite really a few like over the years. There's a stat there, and I, I think that's something we can dive into because Lauren Reynolds makes finals. She's, she's a dead cert every time, just sneaking in that fourth perfect. Time to perfection every time. Fourth place, bang in the final. Yeah, very quietly, very workmanlike. Uh, I'll tell you else is in that that sort of similar scenario as well. Camille Murr of France, she seems yeah. to kind of go in and and just make uh, just a very quiet run into numerous finals. And also, when she is in the final, she seems to end up like sixth quite regularly. I don't know why yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's yeah always great yeah. to see Lauren in the elite women first semi final. So Beth won. Um, at least Willoughby went out. Um, uh, yeah, I uh, went out in that one. Um, Beth is doing that thing where she's clearly smashing the first straight, really yeah. getting the lead, scampering away, and then sitting on it. And they are closing her down on the on straights three and four, they're, they're gaining on her again, but she's got the work done in the first two straights. Absolutely, the Kakibara's is definitely wise to this and she's figuring this out like look, she's got a game plan of how to beat beth i think so that would be really interesting going to next weekend's two rounds um semi-final two skakibara start to finish strong um carillo the colombian an amazing high low in the final turn just make it into the final <clears throat> real good move strong yeah she's having a, a right battle with molly simpson from canada yes. i mean molly's um you know she's made numerous world cup finals now and for for Gabriella, like you said, to make that move in that turn and, and steal it away down the final straight is, you know, a, a significant gain for her. Um, yeah, it's going back to what you were saying about um, like Beth and, and her game plan of always getting out in front. I think that is the key for other riders to kind of be able to beat Beth. The, she's got to be in the pack somewhere and she's got to have to weave a way through. Definitely. And I think obviously the strong point for any BMXer is if you, you know, if you're first into the first turn, you're 80% likely to win the race. And that's where all the focus is. So if they can have Beth quote unquote surrounded in yeah. that first turn and have to make her, you know, duck and dive and work for it and that kind yeah. of thing and make her have to come through the pack, that's going to be the key to Beth being beaten. I suppose is that is, is she's the strongest uh, one there. Head and tails. It's like, she's, oh, yeah. she's the, the woman at the moment, but, um, you know, there's definitely they're definitely figuring out how to try and beat Beth at the minute. It's really interesting seeing this all unfold. Um, on to the elite men semi-finals. Now I've got a quick mention to Nick Kimmon and uh Sylvan Andre, both out in the apes. Uh yeah. now I, I didn't see what happened here. I came onto the live feed, but uh if you want to let the guys know what 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 happened. Yeah, so I saw some video of uh Sylvan's crash. He was he was battling away down that second straight and uh as he came in from the second jump on the last straight to the last one. There was a touch with the rider who was next to him. Um, I can't quite remember who that was, but there was literally just a touch 
and he went down and he hit the upside of the jump into the second turn oh, and wow. literally just bounced over the turn, uh, okay. bounced over the jump and like into the middle of it. So it was, Nothing. yeah, it was pretty brutal to be yes, fair. Yes, I read on his Instagram today that he's broken his radius and he's having an operation tomorrow to fix that up. So it's all sort of forearm uh, problems, but he's having a, 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 an operation tomorrow in Argentina um, to get that all fixed up and he'll be heading home soon. So he's uh, just thanks everyone for his message and stuff. But yeah, he's he's in one piece and uh, he'll live to fight another day. Yeah, it was Stefan Heil he was battling with the German rider. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't pleasant viewing that crash. So best wishes to Sylvan. I hope he's all right. Absolutely. And uh, fixed up sooner rather than later because obviously he wants to be in full health for, 2024 on the run into Paris. Yeah, that easy French selection he's got to go for. Well, yeah. I mean, God, they've got an embarrassment of riches, <laughs> haven't they? They've got enough for two, nearly three full Olympic squads. It, hey, at some it, point, the end, of, end, end, end of this, we'll uh, we'll go over your picks for who the French squad should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Frightening. <laughs> so, yeah, Elite Men, semi-final one. Uh, Mayu got the gate. Uh, Dode wound it up to take the lead. And Torres... Shows his cards, slots into into second on the exit of turn one. High lows, last corner, set the win. Um, yeah, Torres was was on it. I mean, oh. obviously, crowd. Uh, he rips that track anyway, but God, he was feeling it this day. Oh yeah, the the like I said, the back of the bike. He was flicking the back end out, going over yeah. the jumps. He was he literally was. trying to find every single piece of backside <laughs> on a jump that he could possibly find. And like you say, he was he was making moves in turns. He was. Like a cocker spaniel on a pork chop, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? He was just yeah. chasing it down. He really, really wanted it. Yeah. So, so yeah, just highly entertaining. But you could just see, especially in the other semi-final as well with Molina, how much the Argentinians wanted it in front of the home crowd. It's yeah. just it must just add an extra couple of bike lengths to your speed Absolutely. without a shadow of a doubt. It's it's half a half second on lap time, isn't it, for these boys, definitely. Um, Simon Marker, good to see him taking fourth into into the uh, final. Uh, Camwood had it, and so he came up short on the third straight. I've got notes written down here. Camwood bonked one of the jumps on the third straight, and, and Marker went through. But again, you know, like uh, Felicia Stansel, nice to see those 2022 world champions actually coming back into a bit of form. I don't think either of them had the best world championship years in the in the rainbow jerseys, but it's nice to see them both coming back in some decent form ahead of 2024. Yeah, they they say that the the rainbow jersey weighs heavy on the rider, and I think that's been sort of demonstrated by what the seasons that Felicia and Simon have had. So, uh, you know, but they've had the privilege to wear it, which is which is always great, and you know, it's a it's a build up to come back to be you know at the top level and hopefully take it again. And I'm sure if they were given the opportunity to wear it for a second time, you know, they'd both certainly take that chance. That's it. Semi final two in the men's. Uh, Arbelia takes the win. Uh... Uh, Brink in second, incredible. Like, I just I was bouncing, I was absolutely obviously. I raced with his dad, Doris, for, for years, and yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. Yeah, he's certainly starting to come through, isn't he? He's starting to be the next generation of of Dutch destroyer, his Jamie O'Brink. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's um, he's 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 got skills, he's tall, he's Dutch, yeah. he's he, you know, he ticks all the boxes, um, and he's got that speed coming. And I think you know, give Jamie O another two or three years and he'll be right at the top end of elite as well and I'm sure that uh, all the pieces are being put in place as we speak so Molina, you know, and the other... Molina already Molina took third place the home yeah. crazy and big Q Quillen Isidore 
at my yeah. man of the weekend. But we'll come on to why in a little while when we get into uh, over the whole weekend. But he rode brilliant. He rode smart. And all the little the little niggly crashes that took place, like this race, Eddie Clurty went out in the second turn, bumps and bangs all over the place. Um, but this time, Quillen was on the right side of the luck and he, he got himself into the final. Brilliant ride from Quillen. Yeah, sometimes it is a case of having that luck as well. And, you know, Eddie Clurty goes down in the second turn. I think he got together with Ramirez, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the four riders that went out in that semi-final, Roman Maye, ex-European you know, champion, Alfredo Campo, Carlos Ramirez, Eddie Clerte. You look at the four riders who didn't make it, and it's like, yeah. oh, my God, there's so much quality there. But, yeah, props to Quillen. You know, he's been knocking on the door for a long, long time of, like, you know, doubling up at a weekend. And, yeah. you know, the work he's put in in Manchester, yeah, I heard a little rumbling that his lap times were absolute fire yeah. over the last sort of few months. So, you know, good on him. You know, I'm, I was really pleased to see Quillen in the final. And, you know, as a British person you, you you're always rooting for your home home country aren't you so yeah if any of those lads had, had made that final i'd have been over the moon but yeah quill and great stuff just yeah, so, so happy the to only see british it. guy to make it into final um the others just had you know tough days uh you can't win them all and on this occasion team gb had a bit of a tough run in the uh, in the elite men's yeah yeah so uh yeah quill and just uh you know flying the flag and Fair play to him. It's so good to see, though, because, you know, the days are gone of, uh, you, you know, we had one hope for the final. Now it's, it's sort of three or four of them can make the final on their day. And it's great to see. You know, it the others is. had a bad day, Quillen steps up and it all comes good. Yeah, yeah. As long as it comes good for, you know, one or two of them, I'm quite happy with that indeed, one. Indeed, indeed. Right, so move on to the finals. Um, now, I mentioned at the start of this, we'll start off with uh, under 23 women. I mentioned at the start of this, I thought Ava Corley looked good. I've got written down here, she looked like she was going to win all day and she did. Simple as that. Yeah, I think she was. I think that was day was her day. It. it just it just sensed like this is her day. Yeah, couldn't agree more. She was she was on it from minute one, and um, you know she had that track dialed, and the laps were good, and you know I think it was it was her turn to shine. But uh, you know Emily Holt's consistent inside the top three on the podium again. But the the rider I want to shout out for that final, in fact for the entire weekend, Isabel May of Australia. Yes, coming from nowhere. She's bouncing around. She's dancing behind the gate. She's having a really good time. She's going from gate eight across. Loud oh. crowd. No problem. Yeah. yeah, loving it. Absolutely yeah. loving the intensity, the fun, the spirit that she brought to it. Um, you know, I and what she she's makes... taking that start gate. No pressure whatsoever. That's what she's no. doing. Show. She's just going up there and riding a bike flat out. Yeah. Absolutely, and that was fab. I really enjoyed that, and uh, but yeah, it was good. And yeah, so Stuiska finished second. So Ava Corley took the win. Stuiska second, and Emily Hutt third. I've got written down here. I'd have to watch it again. I felt Emily Hutt just hesitated slightly on the first straight, but you know, when you're coming off those eight meter hills and it's getting a bit bar banging out first straight, I think we'd all hesitate. So it's just something to work on. It. She she was half an inch off off being ahead and not hesitating but just in that pack and 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 that that's what cost her oh yeah yeah it's like i say it's it's lesson learned it's a big big learning curve for emily yeah um in the under 23 and you know marcus will be looking after and making sure that she you know learns from those little scenarios and 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 it's just a building block to make her into the elite rider that i'm sure she's capable of being yeah, Marcus in the corner of all those guys are all so lucky. He is uh he has grown into that role and he's he's coach of the year, as far as I'm concerned, globally. He's uh he's the man you want in the corner at the moment. Definitely. Um 
So after the under 23 women, next up were the elite women. Now, I'm not sure why that was, if there was another problem with under 23 men. Yeah, I think it was down to the situation that went on earlier on and making sure everybody had the recovery time. Recovery time. Yeah, so I think they would have just restructured it slightly so everything was as it should be. I think there is a minimum of recovery time that they could have. Nice to see that. I I didn't even know that, but nice to see that's in place because, yeah, nice to see the format is actually adaptable because there would have been a time where this is the plan Elite 20, uh, under 23 is going next no matter what. So it's nice to see they're flexible and able to uh, to change those uh, those timings. Um, yeah. I've got here, Beth made a great gate, um, went straight. She was on, was she on gate three or four? Four, three? Three. Three. She, I've got Ren down here. She went straight and then by the second jump, almost remembered she had to move over on Sakakibara and, and then actually, you almost, you know, she's pedaling straight fast as you can, sort of took a glance left. Oh, I need to go left here and and uh, got across, which was uh, which was just good to see. It was like it was like the penny drops halfway down the straight. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like I said, she had the speed to get in front. But uh, you know, Saya was literally right there on a back wheel. So the, yeah. the you know the gap between them, if you look at it, it's like it's it's hundredths of a second when they get to the finish line. They're so evenly matched right now. Yeah. Um, and then you know Felicia was like three quarters of a second back from from Saya at the finish line. So. You know, those two riders, Bethany and Saya, I mean, there's, the, the, what, 30-odd points or 40-odd points between them now yeah. at the end of the weekend, and it's just... It's winner-takes-all territory now. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be such a battle in rounds nine and ten. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, So, yeah, Beth took the win. Um, Skakabara was second. And Stancil rode fantastic. I mentioned earlier, she rode fantastic all day and grabbed a photo finish, got third. Um, it, I was really impressed. I thought she was really in the shot of winning you know she just looks strong look good back to her best self yeah definitely it's uh it's nice to see felicia making uh, world cup podiums again do you need to give a shout for laura smulders though coming in inside the top four um i don't think laura's done yet by any stretch of the imagination i think she's um going to be quietly building in the background and you know i wouldn't be even remotely surprised to see laura win more world cups before we get to paris in 2024 I think uh, the fire's still there. I think the power's still there. I think she still wants it. I think it's just going to be, you know, a job to bring herself up to the level that Saya and Bethany are at. But, you know, she ain't that far away. So let's not write off Laura Smulders just yet. Completely agree. Because um, if anyone knows how to win, it's probably the winningest lady uh, athlete, so shall I say, in, in BMX Supercross. She knows how to win. And uh, I'm sure in the background there's a process going on because... Um, yeah, she's just slightly off the ball this year, but that's fine because, like you say, the building blocks are in place, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. She needs to be uh, peaking in uh, 2024, not 2023. So, yeah, yeah, with Laura and the team that she's got behind her, I'm sure everything's uh, going on to make that happen. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the results now as well. Zoe Clayson's coming in in seventh. Yeah. So, m- n- not the shot. day that, not that Zoe wanted. but expect. yeah. Yeah. Um, great to see her in the final again and uh, you know under the watchful eye of Liam Phillips so I'm sure she's doing the right things as well yeah and, uh, I would put a... yeah I mean I'm just talking about this out, out in the open I would put Zoe Clairsons and uh, and Smolders in the same pigeonhole here I would be saying it's not about this year this year is almost a, a gimme towards next year yeah yeah they'll, they'll, like I said and if there was ever a master 
of peaking for certain races, Liam Phillips <laughs> had it down to an absolute T. He, he was all right back in the day, wasn't he? He knew how yeah. to turn it on for one well, lap. Won the odd race here and there. Yeah, the odd, odd thing, yeah. Yeah. Right, so under 23 men were ushered back onto the start. Um, Maturano. That's all, I just got written Maturano down here. Sent the home. Well, we could just crazy. wrap it up right there. <laughs> Thomas Maturano. What he owned this day. He won. Uh, beat Behrman. Uh, Colstein in third. Uh, good ride from Callum Russell in sixth, considering. Um, oh, yeah, the guy went over the start. Uh, Mar- oh, yeah. Moran. We about that, didn't we? Yeah, he, he sort of like threw himself forward when a starter pressed the button. Right. From what I gather, I watched the footage back later on. And just very, very faintly in the background, I heard a whistle. I think somebody no. somewhere blew a whistle. No way. So Oliver Moran reacted. He went over the gates. That messed up Rico Beerman. All hell broke loose. Yep. Thomas Matarano, you know, off he Callum went. Russell was next to, uh, next to Moran as well on the gate. So Callum got a bit messed up with it all. But yeah, yeah. crazy things. I haven't seen that in a little while where someone just completely misjudge it like that but like I say if a whistle was in the background that, that sums it all up yeah I think on Rico Beerman's Instagram post as well he did say that somebody blew a whistle which prompted me to go back and listen to it Have a pop listen, and yeah. you yeah. can just faintly hear a whistle in the background wow gutted so that's <laughs> what caused it yeah there you go um, but yeah Maturano flawless I mean I think if Beerman had made a perfect gate Maturano was, was solid great lap brilliant lap yeah yeah 16 years old, junior men world champion, you know. Winning under 23 is amazing. Yeah, Yeah. all over it, definitely. And that brings on to the final race of the day, the elite men. Um, Yeah, I've got uh, Mayu, you know, great gate, great first start, uh, first straight, uh, whole shot, uh, Dorday slipped in second. Uh, Molina's diving all over the place in, uh, in turn two. Dorday gets him back. Uh, Molina high lows in the last turn. Dorday keeps it lit around the outside. It's a photo finish from Matthew taking it. So that's my notes, but um, it was action packed. It was nice to see a BMX Supercross Elite Men's Final where it really wasn't processional. There was a lot going on. Yeah, there was a lot going on. And uh, I think that's the thing as well. When you're doing the commentary on this kind of stuff, there's so much that you actually miss because you're focusing on a certain scenario going on like you know Roman and, and Yoris having a battle down the third straight and then there's stuff going on behind yeah and then when I watch the replay later on I kind of have half an eye on what's going on on the back of the pack as well and you pick yeah. up so many things but uh but yeah the you know the the, the French which just it's scary the amount of speed and talent yeah that is coming out of that country right now and you know Roman Mayu is absolutely on fire and yeah. Yoris just seems to be having the best season of his career even though he's over the age of 30 yeah. and uh, to watch it as well as a fan is it's brilliant it's brilliant I could just sit there and just soak it all in and enjoy it and I, I, I you know Sarion's I just stood up and and, and applauded <laughs> when they all went yeah, over yeah, the yeah, line yeah. I was I was you know buzzing for Yoris I was you know it was just everything a final should have been yeah, and, I look back uh, on, obviously on, on this year and, you know, it literally is like one wins, the other wins, back and forward all the way through the year, isn't it? So it's really interesting that those two are just dominating. Yeah, clearly they're doing the right things. And the question is, who's going to stop them? This is it. Any predictions? So, no. I'm asking you, who's <laughs> going to stop them? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, no. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the two steps above. Everybody else has got, like, serious work to do. Yeah. To kind of get to where they are right now. There's a there's a, a distinct gap, I would say, between France and the rest of the world. It's not an insurmountable gap, but, the, you know, the results that they're pulling out week in, week out, I'm sure there's a lot of coaches sat there scratching their head going, what are they doing that we're not? Yeah. Well, they seem to have, you know, they seem to have, no one's got Kai White's skill, but they seem to have sort of Kai White's, almost Kai White's skill combined with Nick Kimmon's power, um, sort of mixed in with with a, a sort of a, uh, the excitement of some of those 16 year olds racing in the 23s and the sort of experience of Dorday who's over 30. And it's all going to his melting part of producing just a perfect BMX rider at the moment. Yeah. And the other thing I loved as well is that, at Sarion's, I know we're talking about at Santiago del Estero, but at Sarion's, they came out, they celebrated as a team. Yeah. Every, they, they seem like they're a really, really solid unit. Yeah. Now, whether that unity is pushing them onto new heights, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's beautiful to watch. They kind of remind me of what the Dutch were five years ago. Yes. The Dutch had the same kind of unity going on, and you could see they were pushing each other on, and that unity and results scenario seems to have transferred from the Dutch to the French. Definitely, definitely. So it's all going round in a bit of a cycle. That's so, it. Yeah. But yeah, the French are having their time and, you know, fair play to them. Absolutely. So that was the end of uh, round seven. Uh, at this point, everyone was uh, back to hotels, having their compression leggings put on and uh, sitting in ice baths and, uh, you know, eating bars. And uh, yeah, 24 hours later, they did it again at round eight. Okay, so Sunday... Um, sun's out again, blue skies, perfect weather, as you expect down in Argentina. Oh, well, you couldn't ask for anything else, really. It certainly wasn't uh, that bright and sunny where I was uh, commentating from. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, well, yeah, where were you commentating from on the weekend? I was in um, a converted pub beer cellar on the outskirts of Chesterfield. <laughs> it's all Hollywood, isn't it? Smoke in it. Yeah. Absolutely. And where's the other guy sat then? I don't know. What's the other guy's name? Matt. Matt. Where's he sat? In the studio? Uh, about five feet opposite me. Oh, so he's in the studio, in the uh, cellar as well? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's where the studio is. So where uh, we worked out of there, it was... Uh, yeah, oh, it's interesting. It's good. It's a good setup. <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes? Yeah. Um, so Sunday, on straight back into it then. So uh, under 23 women... Uh, uh, go for it. You go. You leave out in this one. Yeah, I think the first thing to to kind of touch on in the semi-finals for the women under twenty three was Veronica Stariska's crash. Yeah. So I don't know whether she got a nudge and unclipped at the same time going over that first jump, but something clearly went wrong. Her foot came out. She ended up on the deck, and it was like oh horror. So yeah, uh, yeah that was the kind of big news of of that particular semi-final. Yeah, which, her got messed up in that as well. She had to yeah, roll she did. Yeah, double, and she chased like hard all the way, but ended up. I think she crossed line sick, but she both her and Stuiska out in that first semi. So uh, big drama right from the start. Yeah, which obviously blows the the overall a bit more wide open. Yeah, it does absolutely. And you know, Ava Carley wins another semi final. Mackenzie Gearhart's inside the top three. Yeah. So yeah, it mixes it up a little bit, and that's what keeps it interesting. Why is she called Skittles? Um, I think it's just to do with all the bright colour on the helmets and the bikes and all that kind okay. of stuff. 
So she's not like um, just fully addicted to Skittles or something. It's, it's well, she might be. She's she's very energetic, is Mackenzie. So uh, she's always happy and smiling. Maybe there's a, you know, there's a handful of Skittles that gets consumed before every lap. Anyone knows? Let us know in the question. Let us know in the comments below if uh, if anyone knows the reason. It's always good to know. Uh, Semi final number two. Uh, Martinez, uh, no problems today. Winning start to finish. Looks a slightly different rider. Definitely learned from her Saturday, and she put it all together. Nice lap, solid. Yes, absolutely, she did. I think she said in her um, post race interview as well on the on the Sunday that she she kind of felt like she had to put it together on day two, and uh, she managed to get that done. So uh, yeah, but it was just great to see Isabel May, you know, taking a top three yeah. in that semi and making the second final of the weekend. Definitely, definitely. Those, you know, I think um, there's 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 a handful of those under twenty three women who are going to make a real difference in elite women. It, you know, certainly in those quarterfinal, semifinal stage in their first year, there's a few there who've really got the talent, really going to go and mix it up amongst those elite women. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, you know, at some point we will have a, a changing of the guard, so to speak. And yeah, the you know, those younger riders are going to come through and they're going to start to mix it up and the, the class will start to, you know, almost rebuild again. Yes. Um, but yeah, the, the potential's there for some phenomenal racing in the next few years. Are you hearing whispers? Do you think after 24, Paris 24 is going to be a few retirements? I mean, possibly. You don't know, do you? You don't know what people have got planned, but, uh, you know, I'm sure no, that... No sort of whispers uh, at the minute, no, nothing nothing. No, I haven't, I haven't heard anything on the grapevine, but, mm. um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I wouldn't like to speak for, you know, for riders and, uh, and, no, and sure. kind of, yeah, to, you know, comment on what they might or might not be doing, but I'm sure there's uh, there's things going on in the background. There we go. Uh, under 23 men, uh, Colson A through. Uh, again, just looks solid. Uh, clinical, lap by lap, ticking them off into the final. Uh, big crash in turn one for Callum Russell. Took him out, unfortunately. And yeah. his good weekend up, up, up to that point. Yeah, I don't know what exactly what happened. Uh, I know Callum got caught up in it. I don't know if uh, if somebody else was making a, you know, a move and ended up... I think somebody made a move, clipped Oliver Moran... That's it. And then that started a chain reaction that took Callum Russell as well. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, and he was just on the outside of it. And it's just that 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 old old thing, isn't it? You know, he was he was on the outside of I think he was on gate six, maybe five or six. And you know, it just uh unfortunately, you know, went slightly wrong for him, bless him. Yeah, because if you look, Callum Russell was in four in that semi, and like Santiago Santa Moreno was in six. You had the Brazilian in eight. You had David Ramirez in seven. So something South American went on, I think, in that first corner that, that yeah. caused a bit of a chain reaction. And uh, unfortunately, Callum Russell ended up on the floor. Semi-final two, uh, New Zeal. Amazing first straight, led start to finish. Just came off, I think he came off like five or six. But just Paul yeah. on the first straight, he just absolutely lit it up. Um Bearman, like I say, I, I just sensed a couple of cracks this weekend. He's been flawless all year, and this weekend, he's, he's, you can see he's now got his eyes on the overall prize, and I think it's just a couple of cracks here. Um, Fusa finding second, but New Zealand, that first straight, was straight out of the elite playbook. Yeah, absolutely. Used to watching uh, Marek Neusel at the um, European Cup rounds, and he's certainly very good at, the, you know, at that level, and he's, he's stepped it up now at the World Cup, and yeah, he came from gate five, and did what he needed to do to pick up a whole shot. Meanwhile, Jesse Asmus of Australia was on the inside, ended up clipping that inflatable barrier on the inside, went over the front of the bike, and, and that was his race over. But I'm really excited to see 
what Jesse Asmus can pull out of the bag moving forward because he's certainly got the speed and the skills and you know he's an exciting rider to watch and you yeah. know he's always very visible out there on that pink bike as well so you can always spot him which makes it easy to talk about him when he's yeah, doing a lap. definitely yeah so yeah he's there's there's a lot to offer I think from Jesse and I'm excited to see what he can pull out the bag moving forward. 100%. Uh, elite women. Um, Beth made a bad gate, the first bad gate of a weekend. Uh, Mel Smolders cut across Clayson's. Uh, she had to roll the first double. Uh, it opened up nicely for Beth to take the lead. Is yeah. I've got written down here. Yeah, and um, Smolders in second, Willoughby third, and Pahone in fourth. Um, but yeah, just a bit of carnage over the first jump. Yeah, just one of them things, unfortunately. I mean, Beth was, you know, quick enough to get herself out of trouble and, and you know, Merrill following around. So, it was almost what I would describe as business as usual in that semi-final. Like you said, Zoe had to roll over the first jump, which, you know, made life a little bit difficult. And, you know, Camille Murr was in gate four and couldn't quite make it happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just a, just a one of those semi-finals, I think you could describe it I always it like when Meryl Smolders does well. There's always so much limelight on Laura, but when Meryl comes good, I, I like that. I, I like the um, that, that sort of... Uh... That's sibling rivalry, but when you know when you've got a sibling who's Laura Smolders, it must be quite hard being uh, being Merrill. So whenever she does good, I always I always tip my cap to her. I think it's it's great when she when she performs and gets out there. Yeah, because she's you know she's a fantastic athlete in her own right. In terms Absolutely. of you know picking up an Olympic bronze medal in Tokyo, you don't do that by accident. No. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know Merrill and Laura, I think that as well as well as you know being siblings, you know, obviously they've got that mutual respect and support and they back each other and they travel together and they train together and you know that's certainly it's like an inbuilt kind of progression system where they're just naturally going to push each other on um you know Merrill seemed to have a period of time where she was always coming in third in particular races and things like that but yeah you know uh, you know to to Quite frank, I think there's a World Cup win coming for Meryl Smolders at some point. It's that'd it's be great happen. to see. I think I think the BMX world would love to see that. That'd be cool. Absolutely, they would. Yeah, completely. Semi final two, Sakibara start to finish. Um, a bit of Ava Corley about her on this Sunday. Just just a bit of a yeah. She's looking really good. She's looking strong. She wanted it on that Sunday. Yeah, I think I said on the broadcast as well. Sayers unlocked the confidence vault. Yes. I think were the words that I used. Yeah. And kind of when she took that win at Papendal, and there was almost like an element of not of surprise, but the 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 win at Sarion's and the win kind of this weekend as well, a body language has changed. Yeah. And it, it's almost like, right, I want it. I know I can do it. I'm gonna do it. It's like somebody's flicked a switch. Yeah, and the, the like I said, the confidence. Well, it's, the it's, confidence that, it's that switch between I want to do it, I know I can do it, and then when you do it, then it starts, then it starts ticking off easy. It's just that getting that one I've done it under your belt, yeah. and then, then you're away. Absolutely, yeah, and you can see on her face and her body language as well that like I'm having this, yeah, and, and it's 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 great. It really is great because she had obviously so many issues with the concussion and everything else. And she yeah. was struggling and didn't know what she wanted to do with BMX. And, and now she's back to a point where she's winning multiple world cups in a season. And it's one of the kind of, I think it's a really great comeback story, but also as well, it's a very quiet comeback story. There's been no kind of fanfare about it. She's just 
got her head down. She's worked hard. She's doing what she needs to do. You know, obviously she's got Romaine to 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 bounce off as well with yeah. you know the training and the ideas and everything else. And they seem to be working well as a team. They're like the power couple of BMX. And oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. certainly played into Sire's um, you know kind of confidence and consciousness. And and she's she's you know she's exactly where she needs to be running into an Olympic year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Laura Smolder's second, uh, Peyton Ridenow in third, which was a great ride from her. Um, and fourth, uh, what have I got down here? Oh, Etienne. Axel Etienne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and fourth, which is uh, nice to see those two stepping up and, and making a final. Yeah, lovely to see Axel back uh, in the World Cups and, you know, making finals. Um, you know, always a you know great character on and off the track. And, yeah, to, to get back in there again, I think it's been a little while since she's been in a World Cup final and she looked absolutely delighted when it happened. So, Definitely. yeah, congratulations to her and Peyton Ragnar. You know, one of the new generation coming through from the USA yeah. with, you know, Mackenzie Gayhart and Ava Corley and, you know, Peyton's that step up as well. She's yeah. in the women elite class and, you know, she's got Ariel Martin in a corner, which is, you know, certainly one of the coaches you want to have. So <laughs> I'm expecting big things from Peyton moving forward. She's going to be definitely a part of that next generation. 100%. 100%. Um, on to the men. Um, so semi-final one, it was door day. It was all about door day, start to finish, clinical, easy. Um, Ross Cullen was hung out in turn one and he was looking good. He got he finished fifth in the end, so I was gutted for Ross. I love seeing Ross do good. He's uh, uh, got a soft spot for Ross. I think he's 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 doing all the right things and, and getting there. You could see he was absolutely gutted across the finish line. Yeah, he was. He was. You could tell with his body language. He said, I think he said on his Instagram post, he made one mistake and it cost him. Can't do that. But yeah. the men's semi final can't make a mistake. Yeah. He knows what that mistake was. He knows where he made it and he knows how to kind of what he needs to do to turn it around. Yep, cool. I mean, I've quite openly joked in the past that Ross Cullen's been a professional BMXer <laughs> since he was 12. Yes. Yeah. You know, he, he's always had that, the 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 belief, the work ethic, the, the way he presents himself, everything. Yep. It's all there in a package and Ross has had that since he was 12 years old. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, it's coming. It, the, the Ross Cullen train will come into the station at some point. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I can't wait for that moment, to be quite Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. Good to see Cam Wood in second. He went through in second, uh, Garcia in third, and, uh, and Marquardt again in fourth, getting into that final yeah. again for the second day in a row, which was great to see. Yeah, just uh, just taking care of business. And the rider I do want to give a shout for as well in that semi-final, Bordy Turner of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he is the oh, I saw this on Instagram this morning and I'm pretty sure it's true. He is the only elite man in that category who also has a full-time job. Oof. Wow. So, you know, Great he work, he works Monday to Friday as I think it's What's he do? I yeah. A, I think he's a heating and cooling engineer. Fantastic. He does something along those lines, but he gets in his van every day, he goes off to work, comes home, trains, races world cups. And he's in the semi-finals, and he's he's on the cusp of you know of making a final. The difference between Mark Hart in four and Turner in six was point three. Wow! So you know, so he's all like cashing hands, get his flights to Argentina. Yeah, he's he's grafting Monday to Friday <laughs> to make it happen. I believe his employers are very supportive as well, which is a nice thing you, to you have. You would need to be for you know for the best part of six eight weeks off a year, I imagine, just for BMX racing. 
yeah, cheerio, boss. I'm uh, I'm off to Argentina, Argentina to ride my bike. <laughs> you know, but fair play to him, and you know, I I would love to see Bordy back in another World Cup final. That would be awesome. You know, if he's, blown, if he's blown back today and he's at work tomorrow for a couple of days and back at the weekend, then then it's hats off to him. That's that's a good effort. Well, yeah, that that is a burner that journey. I'm I'm <laughs> sure he'll be out in uh, Argentina for the full two weeks, but. Um, <laughs> Obviously, Nick Kimmon didn't get the result he wanted in that semi-final, and he was he was wise enough to shut it down as well. I think uh, Nick's a wily campaigner, and he knows that if it's not going to happen, there's no point trying to force it. Let's come back and have another go. But uh, yeah, I was but, speaking yeah. to um, I won't say I was speaking to, but I was speaking to you know good friends uh, of of Nick's at Glasgow, and uh, I was catching up with them, and, and they were saying how. He goes about his business. If he's just not feeling it, we're not racing today. It's just, we're not going to do today. We'll just go around and do the motions. But when he's feeling it, it's all in. And you can really tell in the morning, like how he's going to be for Nick Kimmon. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't yeah. come as a shock at all. But I think that's, you know, the experience of competition as, you know, as you'll know, and, uh, you know, when you've won a world and Olympic title in the same year, by the time you're 25 years old, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it must mean that you've, You've got to focus your mind at certain times, and like you say, you're under the you're under the tutelage of of, of Liam Phillips as a as a coach, and yeah, like I said, Liam was the king of uh, of peaking for a race, so that's I it. Think that's probably worn off on Nick, and you know the 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 mindset is very very much the same. Definitely, I mean, you know, there's several riders this weekend. It's just don't judge too much. I mean, Renkuro was out in the quarterfinals, had a yeah. bad weekend. Both um, days as well, I think. Both days, and you look at Kim and there's a, there's a few here. It's like oh, don't worry about them; they'll they'll be absolutely fine. But there's a few names you, for, to, for to an untrained eye would be like, oh, that's that's bad. It's not looking good. But it's just part of a longer longer plan, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. We could uh, talk semi-final, about semi final two. All day long. Yeah, absolutely. Semi final two. Uh, guess who won that from start to finish? Ooh, let's have a guess. Romain Mayu. Yeah, start to finish. Easy. Uh Molina second. Crowd's going absolutely berserk. Uh Ramirez went fifth to third on the on the third straight, which was an amazing move. And Quillen Isidore, I've got written down here. Um, I only watched this live last night, so I haven't watched it again since. But I've got I've written down here, word for word. Quillen Isidore, the best last corner he's ever done. He got in front of Arbelina and drifted wide nicely on the exit. Absolutely brilliant racing, great strategy. Just just yeah. owned it. He's, yeah, I think um, it's his best last corner ever. It's brilliant. Yeah, I've just replayed that last corner in my head as actually as well, and it was fabulous. Yeah, inch um, perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, completely straight out of the textbook. Any lucky? So, any lucky might have had on Saturday, which wasn't an awful lot of luck. He was just on the right side of, of riders for a change. Um, he put that to bed on Sunday because he he just he made that final on on absolute talent and speed. It was brilliant. Yeah, because he was fifth, wasn't he, coming down the third straight? Yes, and then, uh, on the outside the final corner. And I, I don't I don't sort of tie Quillen with high lows and sweet last corner dives and stuff too often. He's so he's so powerful, he's normally ahead of that that, that sort of messing around. But it was a brilliant high low, drifted wide, perfect. Yeah. Executed lovely. Phenomenal. Right, on to the finals. Um under 23 finals. Uh and with Hutt um out and uh Stariska out, it was Martinez uh, start to finish. Um did the nerves get to Ava Corley on the Sunday? Did that that Saturday, that perfect Saturday, get to a little bit in that final? Who knows? Uh, but she missed the gate. 
and then she ended up crashing on the third straight. Just completely. Yeah, clearly, wrong on you know, probably in a situation where she's you know hurrying to catch up and wanting to make yeah. up for the mistake that she's made, and you know. Um, I think it was Sinead Reed who said to me at one time she used to break the lap down into into four. She said even if a she she'd break it down into four and she would try and get a ten out of ten for each section of the track. And if her first straight wasn't a ten out of ten, she would try to make sure that a second straight was a ten out of ten, and so on and so on. Okay, you know, and if and if Ava's had that situation where her first straight might have been a five or a six, and she's she's pushed so hard to get a ten out of ten further around the track that, you know, it's just gone pear-shaped and she's made a mistake on that third straight and yeah. over the bars she went. But, um, yeah, she's uh, she's gone from the highest of the high to the lowest of the lows, I suppose, in World Cup finals in two days. So it she's happens, learning it happens to the best of them. Yeah, it happens to the best of them, but she's, you know, she's going through the motions. She's going through school at the moment with uh, with the school of BMX and the highs are followed by the lows, unfortunately. So she'll dust it off and be back next weekend, I'm sure. Um, yeah. the, the the lady you mentioned earlier, Isabel May, one of my favourites of the weekend. Just, uh, oh. mate, the pink trousers dancing on the start gate of a final. I'm like, yeah, okay, this this girl's got no pressure, and she 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 delivered. I mean, she was gaining on the last straight. It wasn't it wasn't tight, but she was definitely pulling her in. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree more. And she made that happen from gate number eight as well. Yeah. So you yeah, know, great. loved it, loved every yeah. single minute of it, and I'm just excited to see what she's going to give us going forward and again we mentioned earlier uh skittles uh finished third as well which was uh which was great to see you know always good to see americans sort of clawing away back onto podiums and stuff it's uh good to see that nation starting to come back again yeah just on the subject of under 23s i'm just going to diverge slightly thinking about it because we're about to go on to under 23 men mm -hmm. in terms of under 23 men for the usa i actually don't recall seeing any apart from braden Campbell. Because mm -hmm. Drew Polk wasn't there, and neither yeah. was Spencer Cole. So I don't know what's going on with Team USA and the under-23s at the minute, whether okay. they've opted not to take them out there. Maybe it's a funding issue. Maybe it's a performance issue. I don't know. But I would have expected to see more USA under-23 men out there. So I'm, I'm curious to know how what's many, happened. How many riders are going straight from junior to elite nowadays? That's a good question. Are people, are people just skipping under 23 or is that really naturally people are going junior under 23 do a year and under 23 and then elite because yeah i think they're just following the the, the ladder so to speak are because if you you know you chuck an 18 year old in a elite men now and they get eaten alive it could be the kind of end of the careers i suppose yeah that's what i would have done i'd gone straight to elite i wouldn't have messed around but i would got my ass handed to me and then you know I, I like that that way of doing things i quite like the in at the deep end stuff but yeah yeah, no, I was just wondering if any Americans are going straight straight to elite, and that's why you're not maybe hearing them just yet, but they're building their, their trade in elite. I'm not sure. Yeah, not that I can think of. I know Spencer Cole rides elite in the USA and rides under 23 at, um, you know, World Cup level. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about Drew. Drew does the uh, tangent pro-ams. Yeah. Rides the pro-opens, rides under 23 on the UCI days at the USA BMX Nationals and then also does 17 to 20 experts. So maybe he's building his, uh, you know, building his house a little bit more slowly, yeah, yeah. shall we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right, under 23 men. Um, now this, I've got, I've got to put a caveat on here. So I reverse engineered my feelings on Behrman through the weekend from watching last night's final and then really thinking back how his weekend went. So last night he was on gate four. Uh, yeah. possibly a little bit more pressure than normal when he's on gates one or two always. 
He's on gate four. He's in the middle of the pack. He missed the gate and he rolled the first jump, ended up sixth. Um, I just think, yeah, just just a little, a couple of cracks in Behrman. Like I say, he's been so faultless all year. He really has been fault. Like he, it's like house money, hasn't it? All year has been house. Just, just he's going to win. That's done. And this weekend, yeah. just, just a couple of, and it's not even for me. It's just for the other riders. There's just a bit of blood in the water. They'll sense it. They'll really feel like there's a chance here to get on top of him this week, this coming weekend. Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, it will build the confidence, I think, of Matteo Colsonet, who's, yeah. you know, right behind him there. But uh, and he, say, sees a, he sees the chance, didn't he? He, he took the win uh, with a photo finish with uh, uh, one of the heroes of the weekend, Maturano. Yeah. I'm just going to have a quick look at the standings and just see what the gap is on the points. Um, Across that finish line, while you're looking at that, I'll just say the home crowd were denied. I mean, the, the roars as uh, Maturano was coming down that last straight was uh, palpable. He was absolutely on it with Colson and uh, over a photo finish, Colson got it. But um, yeah, it was that, that crowd on that last straight is fantastic. You can hear the roar, you can feel the energy. Yeah, yeah. Just looking at the overalls, I mean, Matteo Colston has got about 230-something points to make up, 234 points to make up at... Yes, it's still in Rico the bag. ...in those yeah. last two rounds. So, you know, Rico's going to have to have, like... A semi-final. from hell, I think. A, yeah, exactly. To not, to not take that overall title. So... Yeah. Um, just watching his final last night, I just thought he's thinking about the overall title there and just a couple of outside pressures, I feel, are coming into it with him. And he... That that clinical ride he normally puts in just was a bit missing this weekend. Yeah, I mean sometimes I suppose it's like a Premiership football team, and they go on a winning run, and then they suddenly get to the point where you know they're in the in the throes of of winning the title, and then they start to think about it a little bit too much. And oh, mate, like I'm, say, a, I'm, a, I'm a Wolves fan. I'm a Wolves fan. I talk about Man City losing all day long at the minute. <laughs> I don't know anything about football, being a Wigan Athletic fan, but there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, I think Rico would have to completely fall to pieces next weekend yeah. for it not to happen for him. And I think it will. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, you know, I'm, I'm... going to take confidence from the fact that he is, quote-unquote, beatable. Yes. So, uh, but I think uh, Rico's got enough to get it done. But Matteo, I think, will push him as hard as humanly possible. Definitely. And great to see uh, New Zealand end up in uh, in third. It round off a good day with that win in the semi and uh, a third in the final. Fantastic. Yeah, that'll boost his confidence no end. Just a bit. Yeah, good old podium. We'll sort that out. Uh, right, elite women. Um, Skakibar and Beth in gates one, two. Uh, Skakibar, I'm just reading my notes. I, I jotted down here. So Skakibar nailed it, got a quote, got over. Uh, Beth held strong, slipped into third. Etienne second. Beth hustled and grabbed second in a photo finish, which again was good to see. Beth not got she didn't get stuck in that rut, did she? She actually she actually worked it and and found a way past and got a second, which will be the vital points towards the overall. Yeah, that's going to count. So I think the way you summed that up. Absolutely perfectly, Scott. You know, it's uh, it's the battle between Sire and Beth for the title. Um, yeah, let's see what uh, everybody else can pull in off the back of that. But uh, I was delighted to see Axel Etienne on the podium. Absolutely, no, it was it was good. It was uh, it was good. And and like you said earlier, you know, those two are they're head and tails above the others at the minute. They've definitely broken free. Twenty twenty three is about those two. They are the they're the the class act in that field at the minute. Yeah, definitely. And I like the fact that they can still obviously be friendly and get on behind the scenes as well. So, uh, you know, you'll see them chatting in the pits and that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, there's there's no animosity there. So it's just good, clean racing. And that's what we want. Oh, absolutely. And to wrap it all off, so um, the elite men. Um, 
Matthew made it start to finish. Um, perfect lap. He, 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 like it's poetry in motion, isn't it? Watch, like I say, watch Dorday and watch Matthew, and and they're just, they're just absolutely nailing BMX at the minute. They're making zero mistakes and making it look effortless. Yeah, it's, it's and it's uh, far it's, from. It's very cool to watch. It is. It's a masterclass, isn't it? In uh, how to ride World Cups, and uh, you know, I've seen numerous videos of Yoris as well on Instagram, um, and he's he's gate form. Yes. Have you? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. he's one, two, three is just perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, there was, I there was a bit I... on the last straight, wasn't there? Where like Dorday did close on him a bit. I think he made a little. He actually did make a tiny mistake. Um, on the last straight, and Dorday did close in on him a little bit, but it, it was just, it was, you know, it's not worth mentioning really because he just let it start to finish, which elite men main is is what you want, isn't it? Yeah, and then when the obviously when the race was over, and uh, we get timing and scoring, we've got it on a screen in front of us, yeah, and then it came up with uh, Yoris Dorday relegated. So yes, but what we don't get, we don't get the reason for that. We just got the fact that he'd been relegated, and it comes up for us before it comes up on the screen. So I, I didn't want to go, Yoris Dode has been relegated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said that the, the, there might be a change in the final yes. positions. We'll have to wait for the confirmation. Yeah, it's my so, notes. I've got them down here. Dorde squeezed on the first straight, held it and went in second. Yeah. because um, but, but if you look at this, he, the... You can tell he was tight on that first straight from the head-on view. Yeah. If you look at the Instagram post he's put on this morning, I think it is, um, you can see where he's gone across the line and you can see what the relegation was for. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I read his Instagram. He just said, you know, he just took it great, didn't he? He was just like, you know, rules are rules. That's great. No problem. Move on. Yeah, yeah, an absolute professional. I'm sure he's already put it in the back of his mind, and oh, you know, he'll be focused on rounds nine and ten. Absolutely. And then uh, Cam Wood, a real nice third place. Um, uh, yeah, just 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 rode well all weekend and won the won the race of the rest basically. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh... You know, Mark Hart in third and Quillen picking up a top four, which is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm 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 saying it as it crossed the finish line. Yeah. So yeah, yeah obviously, as we said, so Dorday relegated, but yeah, so Camwood into second, um with uh with Mark in in uh, in, in fourth, with Quillen in fifth, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the thing I'm waiting for as well that I think could possibly mix it up, it'll be next season now, but I'm thoroughly looking forward to the return of Isaac Kennedy. Oh yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's going to and, mix things up a little. And bit you know, Kai right? White back to his best, and you know, there's a few names you can start throwing in the hat here. A few people just coming back into the right form at the right time for next year. It'll be, uh, it'll be great to see. Yeah, it would because uh, with Kai not getting through that semi-final as well, um, and you know, normally the third straight on a track like that would be where Kai would, yeah. You know, pick up all his speed and use that that skill that he's got to perfection, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it didn't quite happen for him. But uh, like you said, there's there's two more rounds to go yet, so I'm expecting you know some more excitement from uh, the Prince of Peckham. All right, so you've mentioned it there, so uh, let's get a few predictions going for this weekend. Um, I don't think it will change much from the names mentioned throughout this whole podcast, but any predictions for the final two rounds in Argentina this weekend? Um, I think there's going to be a first sprinkling of French riders in there. Um, you know, the Argentinians are going to want to be up there again, but it, it, that's about probably the only predictions I could make, Scott, to be fair. <laughs> okay, well, let's ask it. Let's try a different way then. Who do you think might perform this weekend who underperformed 
last weekend? Oh, right. Um, well, obviously, you'd have to put Kai in that category. Yeah. Um, Kai and Ross, they're both going to be wanting, you know, that final uh, next weekend. So um, that track, I think, suits Kai, especially straights three and four. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, where he's, if he's in a fifth place and it's in the semi final of the quarter, you know, for a fact, he's going to be making it happen down that third and fourth straight. I think Ross has got the the raw speed to 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 get it done. He just needs to have the rub of the green. Um, mm. You know, I think there's more coming from him. I'd love to see Quill and carry on with his, um, you know, the form that he's currently showing. Um, and I think the person who really didn't perform this particular weekend, but definitely has it in him to get it done, is Paddy Sharrock. Yeah. You know, Paddy went out, was it quarters, I think, both days? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I would love to see Paddy in another World Cup final, not only because he's from Wigan and, uh, he, you know, he's my hometown boy, but I, I just, he's, yeah, he's too skilled and talented not to be in a World Cup final. Absolutely. It, it's, you know, I think the whole of British BMX wants to see Paddy Sherrick do it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's one of those, isn't it? Like, is he the most skillful guy out there? Absolutely. You know, is he capable? Absolutely. But he's he's got to get these pieces together and and uh, and show us um, because he, we all know he can do it. He's at some point he's going to have to really link all this stuff up and uh, and make this happen because we all know it's possible. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think you'll see the likes of you know Neek with a completely kind of fresh head on him for rounds nine and ten. I think he'll he'll take his time this week. He'll rest up, he'll drink his coffees, he'll do a bit of practice, you know, he'll get himself in that gym, do those priming movements and, you know, just get himself Isn't it firing. You, all your priming movements and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. What you're on about. I I've got all the all the gen me. Um <laughs> that's when that's when you're padding when there's a delay, isn't it? You've got all these, Absolutely. these obviously we, ready to Yeah, go. yeah. When there's a when there's a delay, yeah, we 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 got to fill. So um, yeah. But um, but yeah, I think Nick will come back. Renkirol, Renkirol was there's oh, there's more yeah. in the tank there. Definitely. I don't know what happened this weekend, but that, that did not go well at all. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Nick will come back, Jeremy will come back. You know, uh, Quillen will want to keep his form going. There's, there's, like I said, there's so many storylines that could and maybe will play out. And just while you're looking can. at it as well, have a quick look at the what's the overall points in the men's elite men's now as well. What what we're looking at there. Uh, bear with me a second. With, Let me have a look. Dorday's relegation. That's obviously just hang on. Mess things up slightly. Hang on. What's going on? Oh, it's there. Right. Yeah. Bear with me one second. That's right. right. I'll talk about priming so, again for you and stuff. That's all to... right. That's fine. I mean, there's less than a hundred points between uh, Yoris and Romain at the top of the standings. Okay. So, what, what sixty something maybe? So that's okay. as close as close can be. And then there's like a massive gap then to to Arbolader in third. Um, what would be really interesting then? What I was going to say is like the top back. two, about the top two. If it comes down to final races, which it will come down to the final races weekend, but if those points that Dorday has been relegated there come into play, if you think well, if he got had second in points, that might play on his mind for quite a while. If it uh, if it goes wrong this weekend, he doesn't win the overall, and it's down to. 10 points or something, which he's obviously lost more than that the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to have a look because there was 174 points for eighth. Mm -hmm. um, let's just have a look, see what they got for second. I'm just looking for 
Cameron Rudd in the list. He's going to be a bit further down because obviously he's been out for a while. Where is he? Come on, Cameron. Where are you? <laughs> he's down there somewhere. He's in there, he's in there somewhere. I'll tell you what, let's just find second somewhere. So 430 points for second. So, you oh, know, that, that yeah. relegation's cost uh, Yoris like 200 and something points, I Five think. points, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so He'll be kicking himself for that. Hopefully not. Yeah. By weekends, by the time weekend's done. But uh, yeah, imagine if that comes into play. That was the difference. Yeah, it could be the difference actually at the end of it Absolutely. all. That relegation. So we'll wait and see. But I'm sure if it does come down to like that final main event with Romain and Yoris, I'm I'm absolutely sure. A, the action will be spectacular. B, the racing will be clean. Clean. And yeah. C, it will be done with a mutual respect, and it'll be one of the best races we ever watch. You heard it first, folks. Um, can't wait. So this weekend's racing, Saturday, Sunday again. Make sure you uh, join in live. Uh, Friday, Rick, Saturday, Scott. It's when? Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, yeah. Is it? I didn't know that. I, just, I assumed Saturday, Sunday. No, Friday, Saturday this time around. So what oh, is that like do... a public holiday or something in Argentina or something like that on Friday? Or what's the, what's the sketch? I honestly don't know. Maybe yeah. there might be a logistical side to getting everybody out of Santiago de la Estera on a Sunday. I honestly don't. Fair enough. It is Friday, Saturday. Okay, but cool. What what I'll do is I'll post the links to the live streams on my Instagram and my Facebook. I was just so, going to say, make sure you give us your uh, your links because I know you were sharing at the weekend on where to watch them. So what's your Instagram links? Uh, Instagram is at BMX Commentator. Mm, clever name. Mm. See what you've done there. Yeah, absolutely. No flies on me. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, thank you ever so much for your time. And, That's all right, Scott. Uh, Absolute pleasure. You know, how are you looking next week? Should we do this again? Yeah, we'll do this again. Why not? It'd be Probably nice to do a, to a season recap and what went right and wrong for a lot of people and whatever and get all the uh, get the scoop. Yeah, definitely. Let's do Great it. stuff. So, right. Okay, so, mate. we'll see you in a week. And uh, thanks very much, BMX fans. We'll, uh, we'll see you then. Cheers for now. Okay. See you soon. See you. Bye.